Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so excited today to be talking about the wonderful second season of the Netflix series, Ginny and Georgia. We are joined today by showrunner, writer, and executive producer, Deborah J. Fisher, creator, writer, and executive producer, Sarah Lampert, as well as cast members, Antonia Gentry and Brianne Howie, who play the titular characters of Ginny and Georgia. And Sarah, starting with you, I've heard you say that one of the things that always felt very important to you in the way that you created this show and the voice that you wanted was that mm -hmm. element of humor. And we've really seen that come to play in so many different ways throughout both of these seasons in a way where it both expresses exuberance but also sometimes where it's a, a mask for pain or how characters navigate through difficult moments or trauma and I was interested in in writing the second season and going into the second season of a show like this how you feel you've really been able to expand upon that space with your characters and how they navigate through the world given that audiences at this point have a certain sense of their rhythms and their voices and the tonality of the show at this point. Yeah, I think the wonderful thing about the show and the characters and the actors is that they always surprise us. So there are all these layers to the characters, humor definitely being one, sometimes just for fun and sometimes, as you said, as a coping mechanism. But because the characters are so layered and complex, they're really able to hold space for, you know, a variety of reactions, emotions, um, and humor is just real life. Like life's funny, <laughs> even in the darkest, darkest recesses and corners, there's humor there. And that, that humor is reflected in the show. I love that. And, and Deborah, for you, you know, this, this show is your first time coming on board as a showrunner, but obviously you've been working extensively in television for years and, and some of the shows you've written on, including Charmed, Alias, The OC, and, and all these shows that have these very rich central characters, but then also in essence, these ripple effects of how that impacts all of the supporting characters around them. And so in creating this, this show and working on the first couple of seasons, I was interested in, in how the central structure of Ginny and Georgia as characters often will create this ripple effect and influence narratively and structurally where you find yourself taking the show episode by episode because you have so many other characters that you're constantly servicing and, and constantly building and texturing for the audience. Yeah, at the central, we always talk about in the writer's room that the show, the show is about Jenny and Georgia and, and Jenny, Georgia and Jenny and Georgia's relationship. So we have all those components and then we have a very big cast of supporting characters. So, and how Jenny uh, and Georgia navigate through those two worlds. So it's, it, but if we always start with the central, the central, Ginny and Georgia, they're the heart of the show. And then everything expands after that. So if they are our North Star, our compass, we can easily, we've always, the past two seasons, been able to navigate beautifully how how their, their different worlds, school, home, work, for both of them, uh, branching out with those, with those storylines. That's what They're all interwoven so seamlessly, though. It, it blows me away when I read the scripts, too. They make it look easy and it can't be. <laughs> I love you. that. And and Antonia, for you, you know, one of one of the things with Jenny is that she's much more introverted as a character than her mom. And, and there's this real juxtaposition in how she navigates through the world and, and a lot of moments of real quietness and introspectiveness. And I was interested in, in coming back into playing her in a second season, how you've been able to find more spaces to really 
honor and explore that side of her where it's not necessarily about the lines of dialogue that you're delivering, but these very quiet, nuanced and small moments that that in essence become incredibly expressive for your character through your performance. I think, um, yeah, I think at the center of Ginny, the whole, um, a big challenge for her is the fact that she doesn't feel like she always has a voice. I mean, she's always talking about, as we see in the therapy scene, when she says that George is such a force, but she doesn't always feel like there's room for her. What she struggles with um, oftentimes is uh, expressing herself in a healthy way because she does experience so many conflicting emotions. She has a lot of thoughts. And although she is an articulate character when it comes to those harder moments for her, she does definitely struggle with um, expressing herself in a way that is safe and um, in a way that she feels could be respected um, and understood. And so I think with the moments that you're you're speaking to, the, the more quiet moments where it's just there's nothing that she is saying, but you, you know that there is a lot on her mind. I think that that's really where Ginny's layers shine. Um, I think it's less what she says and more what she does. And, and we do see her struggle a lot with a lot of um, very difficult feelings, thoughts, emotions, moral, um, you know, conflict. And, and, and I think uh, those moments of her, whether it's she's in her room by herself or, you know, looking in the mirror, all of these moments that we have in the show, I think, are, are very great um, showcases of that. Absolutely. And, and Brianne, one of the things that I loved watching with your character throughout the first season was as an audience member, there was this real journey in navigating, getting to know what is the truth of who she is underneath the different versions that she presents herself. And even if you look at the different male relationships in her life, they all bring out and honor different sides of her. And she spent so much of her life having to present herself in certain ways to navigate through a lot of tough situations. Um, but yet there's so many moments of inflections of of truth and vulnerability that you bring into this character as well. And so when you were first crafting this character in your performance, how did you set about finding those different elements of this is this is what it's going to look like when she's projecting and presenting to the world? And this is what it's going to look like when these little veils of truthfulness start to come to the surface, because there's moments where it's intentional that that's happening. And then there's also moments where she even catches herself off guard. Totally. I think it also piggybacks off what you were mentioning earlier about the relationship and dynamics with all of the other characters. Because like you were saying, every person in her life, every scene, you, you see a different side of Georgia. And that's why it's so much fun to play, to play her. But I think we see the truest Georgia when she's with Ginny. I think that's when she has the least amount of masks on. But this is also part of Georgia's evolution and growth. Georgia doesn't even totally know who she is. She's just had to survive. So part of Georgia learning how to be vulnerable is learning about herself. But that's a luxury she's never really been afforded. So it's fun to play those moments. And I love it. I also love seeing her when she's a fish out of water and she doesn't know exactly what she's doing. I think that's kind of endearing, too. But She's definitely super dynamic and there's so many different sides to her, but every scene calls for a completely different side of Georgia and she's really responding to her, to her immediate circumstances 24 seven. 
Definitely. And, and, and Deborah and Sarah at the, the beginning of season two, we're really looking at Ginny and Georgia, both in this very fractured place. Obviously there's huge conflict and distance between the two of them. And it's really for each of these characters, their lowest point that we've seen them at as audience members, um, you know, but there's, there's been moments and elements of that throughout the first season. And so when you were finding what that looked like of what is the version of these two characters at their lowest point, how did you look back to what you had built and what you had crafted throughout the first season as kind of a foundation for that as you started to strip away emotional elements of what that would look like on screen? Yeah, well, season one was really a little bit more, as Bree said, a fish out of water story. It was them moving to this town. It was, you know, they brought a lot of their baggage with them. They kind of took Wellsbury by storm and it was really a process by the end of season one of breaking them down. And then where we enter season two, I mean, they're fully, they're fully broken down. Ginny knows Georgia's darkest secret. Um, Georgia's kind of short circuiting about it. She's going through a gamut of emotions and Ginny, this is already a character who she's only, you know, now 16, she's dealing with a lot of anxiety already. And now she's just found out her mother is a murderer and she has to, she re- I mean, she really has to embody that in her. And, and, and that's, you know, that's giving a character who's already experiencing a lot of anxiety more anxiety. So she's at her lowest form. They both are. Their relationship is as fractured as we've ever seen it. And then we spent all of season two, you know, very slowly and and painstakingly piecing them back together and building them back up. And for you, Deborah, with that? Yeah, I, I, I love what, what Sarah just said, you know, ultimately like we always come from a place between the two of them. This, you know, this is a show about a nuanced and complicated mother-daughter relationship. And it also speaks to a little bit of, of the tone of our show and what Sarah was saying, like this whole season we've spent all of season two bringing Ginny and Georgia back together. And by the end, they're a total unit. And with our show, like having the freedom to uh, to write the story in this way, and that we can play with the tone and light and dark with their relationship and get to a place and build upon that. It, it's one of the unique things, uh, you know, about our show. It's a, it's a delicate balance, and it's something I think that we found and and do it really well. And it and it I think it translates in a way that you know, really, you know, highlights that this is, this is a show ultimately about a mother who doesn't really understand her daughter at times, but, you know, they, they do uh, most of the time. And by the end of season two, they are a firm, firm unit until (laughs) the end when Georgia gets. (laughs) Well, yeah, (laughs) no, it's so true. I mean, I agree with, I agree with all of that. Sorry. My camera's on a rocking chair. That's fun. Um, no, but I agree with all of that. So You know, it's, it's very much a story about two really complex dynamic women where it's never just going to be one thing. It could be one thing in one scene or one episode, and then something's going to change. Something's going to evolve. There's a lot of trauma um, for both of them that, you know, Ginny is starting to deal with this season. Georgia hasn't dealt with. So, you know, this season, we really see Georgia's trauma come into play in a way we did not see in season one. We, we, the audience got to see it in flashback, but we didn't see present day Georgia tackle that. And we, we do see that happen uh, with the return of Gil in season two. And for Ginny, you know, we saw her go through a lot of trauma in season one and now season two, you know, she kind of hits a point where she wants to 
she wants to get better. Like she wants to work on her. She wants to work on, on issues and go to therapy and start open, you know, communicating with her mom and saying what she needs. But that being said, like it's an ever mutating dynamic relationship. It's never going to just be one thing, but I mean, their performances (laughs) are like the greatest things in the world. (laughs) What, what both of them have done in season one. And then I would say, especially in season two has been inspiring and beyond what you could imagine when you're putting it on the page. I completely agree with that. Sorry. I I just wanted to say just to, I, I can't speak enough what Sarah just said, like Brian and Tony have so elevated the game. They, what they do in each scene and what they, they bring to it. We would be sitting at the video village. And if, you know, our, our, you know, script survivor wasn't crying, like we would do another take. Like it was, it was a beautiful, a beautiful, their performances were beautiful and brilliant this season. I absolutely agree, agree with everything that you were both saying. And, you know, in terms of performance as well for, for both of you, Brianna and Antonia, um, you know, one of the things that's really beautiful to watch in the relationship with the two of them this season is, you know, going from that place of complete disillusion to such a place of love, but it's not, and it never is with the two of them, a linear journey. And so episode by episode, there's so many different directions and levels and layers of what you're playing to, because they can be in the middle of deep conflict, but then there's also a moment of immense love and support that they have for one another at the same time. And they don't ever have to be mutually exclusive things. Um, And I was interested in how the two of you, particularly with the complexities that this season asked of you with these characters and their relationship, really navigated through finding all those different layers and and calibrating, okay, in this episode or this particular scene, where is it that they're at with each other and what are the different directions that we're playing to in this moment? I mean, look, there's so much subtext between Ginny and Georgia it's it's a playground. It's limitless. There is so much inspiration on the page because they have been through so much together. For me with Tony, I mean, A, it's season two. So we have the foundation of season one under our belt. So we naturally, we already have a, a history together. And it's kind of just built in. I don't feel like Tony and I even really go over things too much in advance about what we're going to bring I just trust, love, and respect her so much. It's incredibly easy to dive right in, especially, I feel like we just jump right into the deep end, especially with a lot of the more nuanced, heavier scenes. And it's such a safe space to play and take risks and experiment. And I could not do that without Tony. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, there's just a lot of trust between Brianne and I when it comes to these characters when it comes to sharing scenes together and I uh I don't ever yeah there's nothing I'm ever really questioning there I don't I don't know it does feel very natural um I also think that because Ginny and Georgia are always or especially this season we see them at odds so much that (laughs) the moments that we get to have where we are kind of we're on the same page we are supporting each other where you do see that love between the two of them in a more you know overt way um we just kind of grasp onto those things like I I love it when I can hug Brie there's so many 
times where like Ginny and George are just there's so much tension between them and and I'm like stiff and rigid and sweating because we're like I hate you but I don't really and then you know we get to sit on the couch and watch movies and throw popcorn at each other and it's just I don't know I feel like just as much as the audience gets thrown around between the ups and downs of Ginny and Georgia I feel that I also and I'm sure Brienne does as well um we feel that same seasickness and so it's kind of just I don't know riding the waves together because that's really what it is I every scene that I get to do with Brie is just such a I look forward to it I have nothing to worry about I feel taken care of I feel excited and everything that she does just inspires me it's just she just wows me with every decision every layer every like in in this specific scene when Georgia comes back from the election night and she realizes that Ginny and um Austin have left and they found out her secret just I've watched that so many times just over and over again just taking notes <laughs> when we talk about silent expression of emotion that I think is the master class so um yeah I, I don't know stop it all right I'll, sh- I'll shut up but she's great and I love her and it's easy to love her so I love you so much <laughs> but the magic of the show is the two of them and like you see it in scenes where they're together and it really does speak to the performances of both to- Antonia and Brie it's sorry I just called you Tony but Antonia and I'm calling you Tony <laughs> no but it speaks to their it speaks to their performances because like every time they're in a scene together that is the show. I mean, that's the magic of the show. And and you see that that's what sizzles and crackles on, on state, on stage, on screen. And that's the, the world is a stage, Sarah. It's our stage. <laughs> um, but it, that's why, as Deb was saying in the writer's room, we have three main arcs. It's Ginny's arc, George's arc, and then the relationship between the two. And that is a living, breathing, mutable thing that because they're so talented and they bring so much to it, it is its own character. Yeah. Can we just for one second, piggybacking on Tony, talk about that flashback scene with Brie for just just one more second? Because that is the first time in two seasons where we have seen Georgia really break down like that is that is it is one of the most powerful scenes of the whole like I I I say this a lot, but it is truly one of the most powerful scenes because we've always seen Georgia be all her Southern charm and her warmth. And then her darkest secret is revealed and it's so vulnerable and so angry. And it's just, every time I watch it, my heart starts racing. So I just wanted to say that too, because every time I watch it, I'm like, and I'm so glad we got to have that scene in, in the show. I love it too, but I also love it specifically in context for being at the end of the episode. Like it's, we've seen her operate all episode in this facade of like, everything's fine. And I'm meeting Paul's parents, but there's like something going on under the surface. And then you rewind back two weeks and see what happens when she walked in the door. And it just like gives even the rest of the episode so much underlying layer. Like, yeah, it's the gift that keeps on her pride's in the way and she's refuses to admit or accept or show how devastating this is for her and it's mainly in george's private moments where we we really get to see that where no one's watching and with, i mean with georgia as well brianne one of the things that that you bring so consistently in your performance is what does the the physical expression look like against the internal aspect and 
I feel like you smiling in your performance can mean so many different things for that character. You know, like at Paul's house with his family after she's overheard them, but they don't know. That's a very different smile to the smile that she gives someone where she literally wants to kill them. Um, you know, and then there's moments of genuine exuberance that that can mean. And so with a character that, you know, does live in such a, a loud way and is is such an extroverted character, how have you used a lot of the external manifestations of your performance to really express a lot of different directions in that way as well? You know, I don't think I even really think about what's happening externally, truthfully. I think I'm just trying to find her empathy or I'm trying to find like, where am I empathetic for this character and where can I find the catharsis? And then the rest just happens. But I'm definitely starting from the inside going out, less the outside in. It's a, Sometimes I see it and I agree. I'm like, what am I doing with my face? Oh, my God. <laughs> Very expressive. But it's also Georgia because her insides don't necessarily match her outsides. They're at odds most of the time. But that's a tool that she's used to her advantage her entire life. And, and Antonia, I feel like as well with, with your character and your performance this season, there really were certain moments and certain scenes where everything bubbled to the surface, you know, confronting her mom with things or the open mic poetry night. Um, and so when Ginny does have those moments where she is saying everything out loud and she isn't holding back her feelings, how are those different aspects for you in terms of your performance and, and what you're finding within the character, you know, given everything that you were saying before about a lot of the quieter moments, but she is also someone that when something needs to be said out loud, she will always absolutely go there as well. Um, I feel, yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, I feel like I'm trying to think, I, yeah, I also, I think similarly with Brianna, I work from the inside out I I do think that um it's weird I don't know I feel like Ginny's very impulsive and I don't know that she always thinks through what she's doing before she does it well obviously she got that from I don't know it's kind of I don't know I think she just like read about it online and was like I'm gonna try this for a change um no I think but I do think that the moments where she does because she does have that in her um I mean when George is like oh I didn't raise you to take shit from anyone or whatever the line was I don't know if that was the line but where she was basically like you should stand up for yourself um and even Zion kind of supporting her through and this example specifically is for the the Gittin classroom where she where she quits um, you see that Ginny has that in her where she will challenge things, what she, you know, does have moments where she speaks what's on her mind, but I don't always know that she thinks through them. I think they're just fits of, of, of oftentimes I think Ginny is just, she's just had enough. Like, I think she just has a lot of moments of where it's like, I've had enough of this. And that's where we see her finally say what's on her mind. Um, I think she, she doesn't, I don't know. I don't want to say that she suffers in silence. I don't know why. I, I hate that phrase, but she does have a lot that she goes through silently and it boils up to certain points. And that's when we see her really use her voice, um, which is why I do love the fact that she is in therapy and she's given a tools to um, actually think about what she's feeling and make the decision to express that in a healthy way. I love the fact that she writes poetry. I think that that is um, a perfect way for someone like her to uh, express herself, express her emotions 
um, with words that don't always have to, I mean, the, the, the poetry night, that that whole entire poem is so raw with emotion i know we did like six different takes of varying levels of emotion i think they edited a few together but for me that scene really works when georgia walks in and she witnesses it because that is the person who it's directed to and obviously jenny didn't expect her mom to be there um so in that moment we have jenny taking the opportunity seizing the opportunity to make the decision to use her voice even though she's speaking to someone who isn't there. So she feels safe in doing so in a way, scared, but safe. And then that person comes into the room and it's too, she sees and she keeps going. The decision to keep going um, and to reach that point, to hit home, to, to finally reach her mother, I think is a moment of maturity, is a shift in her arc where she's like, you know what? Georgia is here. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to continue. This has to be, I have to be heard. Um, I don't know what I'm like rambling. No, they're all, they're all amazing details as well. And, you know, especially with what you're talking about with her going through therapy and, and learning a lot of tools for, for coping brings me back to you, Sarah and Deborah, in terms of writing a lot of those arcs for Jenny as a character, or even if we look at Marcus and everything that he's struggling with, with his own mental health and, and with depression, you know, what I think the show does really well in the way that you've created and written this is that it never feels like episode of the week. It never feels preachy. And yet you also honor very true details of of those journeys while also not trying to speak for everybody's experience because everybody's experience with these things is so different. And I know that one of the the tools that you gave yourselves in the writer's room was working with a psychologist who specializes in self-harm. And so how have you found that balance along the way of always acknowledging these elements and aspects of the story and these characters and what they're going through and making sure that you're telling these stories in very true ways without, you know, ever sensationalizing everything or kind of being overly didactic in the way that you're exploring these narratives. A lot of conversation, a lot of conversation. And I, and I want to answer that question, but it bleeds into Tony, what you were just talking about. I remember that was a conversation we all had. Does Ginny see Georgia when she walks in or does she do the poem and Georgia just witnesses it or does she see Georgia and make the conscious choice to keep going and that was you know something you wanted to do and we were like yeah we agree like we think that that's the right move and it was just a discussion and I think that with all of our storylines this season it's just been so much so much discussion because we are dealing with really heavy topics and we take that really seriously and we really want to do that you know truthfully but responsibly yeah, we, we, Sarah and I, from the first moment we met, it was always our goal to, to create so much care in, into all these very, you know, serious storylines with self-harm, like anything that's on screen, we, we try to take that kind of care and hiring Dr. Taji Huang, who specializes in that in her, in her practice, you know, self-harm. We worked really closely with her you know, crafting these stories. It was a lot of back and forth. Dr. Taji, she reads reads our scripts. She watches the episodes and has a lot of input. And uh, we were so excited to get a chance to do season two because 
we had always wanted Zion to be a big part of these conversations. We always wanted Zion to be the one to, to get her to therapy and to show, you know, teens like that this is a possibility that if you have one parent who doesn't agree with therapy, you can have another. And also, I just want to thank you for saying that our show is not an issue of the week show because it's something that Sarah and I really, we never want it to be an issue of the week show and just really try to have like really grounded true representation of all these things that teens, you know, and adults experience. And so, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And, you know, the theme of our show really is everyone's fighting a battle you can't see. It's hard to human. And that's true of every character, everyone. It's just hard to human. It's hard out there. And we wanted to show that. But we also wanted to do like have fun. Like it's a show. It's entertaining. These are supposed to be characters that you love and root for. And you gasp in surprise at certain moments. And you're like, they did what? Like, Oh, or yes. And, you know, I think for me, the success of the show is that in people are so, you know, passionate about it in the, and, and they really, these characters, and I think it's a tribute again to the acting, like they're alive and they, they really have good sides, bad sides, areas of gray in the middle complexities. Sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're wrong. And they're just trying to, trying to do the best they can. Everyone's doing the best they can on our show. <laughs> and and just in general, I think. It's all everyone's having a hard time right now. So yeah. And and lastly, for all of you, um, in talking a little bit about spoiler territory, I did want to talk about the very end of the season because I imagine one of the hardest things is where are we starting the season and where are we ending the season? Because in essence, you need to have certain conclusions, certain things that wrap up, but still allow for open-endedness to to potentially build future seasons off of the back of. And, you know, I think there was something really powerful about watching these two women come together in the way that they do for this wedding. And then also the voiceover narrative and and just that space with Georgia, especially where it's she's being confronted by her biggest fear. She thought her biggest fear was telling Paul everything, but it's actually being happy. And then immediately her biggest fear is confronted with her as well. Um, and so for all of you and kind of knowing that that's where you were taking this central relationship and these two characters and that that was where you were going to turn everything on its head as well. How did you all work towards the the writing and, and the, the development of these characters in your performances to bring them to this space where it feels like something's wrapped up right before the moment where everything's completely upended emotionally for them? Well, we always, sorry, you go, Deb. No, I was going to be like, I was like, Sarah, go first. <laughs> no. no, you, no. Okay. Um, I, I, we always knew we wanted to end season two with the Millers being a unit. They have been torn and separated and there's been a lot of divide between them the past two seasons. We have a very everything always changes in the writing room, writer's room. And that's where the best ideas happen. That being said, Deb and I have definite tentpole plans for where we want to take season three. Uh, and it all hinges on Ginny and Georgia being on each other's side team, yeah. uh, which doesn't mean that that's not complex at times um, for obvious reasons. But that being said, uh, yeah, we we were always building towards this moment of them rooting for each other by the end of the season. And it was hard fought, hard won for both of these characters to get there. Yeah. And I'll just add a little tidbit. You know, one one thing that did change for us, we always knew that 
at the end of the season, Georgia would be arrested for murder. But during this time, it changed who who she was going to murder. That that did change for us. And that was something that was discovered along the way. I think maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, lots, lots of talks in this living room about these things. <laughs> that was definitely a big writer's room discussion. Like yeah, we, we, we got chat about that. Yeah. I remember we had our meeting about season two and the arcs and they told me what the new crime was that Georgia committed that she ends up getting caught for. And I was like, this wasn't part of the plan. They're like, no, it absolutely was not. Correct. It'll all be made clear if we get a season three and then you'll all be like, oh, they're yeah. brilliant. Geniuses. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, look, I love when I might be in the minority here, but I love when Ginny and George are at odds. I know that these two, these two love when they're together. I love when they're, when they're catty. <laughs> I, love, I love the petty mess. Give it to me. But I also do love the scenes where they're supporting one another, where they're finally kind of communicating, where we see Georgia check in with Ginny be like, no, but really, how are you? Or like, you know, like what are things and, and Ginny fighting through, I would argue some very valid moral questions that she has to be confronted with, with Georgia as a mother and still being like, I'm going to protect my mom. Yeah. Yep. And Antonia, what was important to you about where you wanted to find Jenny at the end of the season with that being the dynamic? Well, I also knew that um, Georgia would be arrested and all of the happiness that we worked so hard for would suddenly uh, <laughs> disappear. Fast forward one step back, Austin, with them. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, so close. I, yeah. Um, I, 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 I think at the end of the day, I just want Ginny to heal, um, and I'm just so grateful that we got to see a lot of that this season. I also love. I mean, I don't love when yeah, you are in the minority here, Sarah. I don't love it when you're <laughs> I know hate each other. Um, but so that being said, I, I'm very happy that they are a unit. Um, if we do have a season three, I am very curious to see how that relationship evolves even more because even if they are on the same side, like you said, Sarah, that doesn't make it any easier. Um, especially given all of the, you know, as soon as Ginny thinks that she knows who her mother is, she realizes, no, I don't. No, I, no, I do not. I simply don't. Um, and I feel like this is a, a huge example of that. And, um, and so, so yeah, I don't know. I think I just want Ginny to be able to keep the strength that she's built this season, um, continue her healing journey and feel comfortable in making decisions for herself, even if they are extremely, incredibly difficult. Um, but knowing the two of them, we'll see if we get another season. I am very curious to see how they handle the rest of uh, the show. Yes. To be clear, <laughs> I'm done with the mess. Like I too, I think we, yeah, I'm sure. that they're on sure, the Sarah. same team. Go I'm, by it. Sure. I'm walking it back. Okay. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> it's boring. You heard it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's such a great second season and it really built upon the foundation that all of you had created through the writing, the creation of the show and your performances through season one. So congratulations on a great second season. And thank you so much for, for sharing all of these wonderful details. Really appreciate it.
Thank you so much. Thank you so much.